0: Hey guys, it is David Bertelsall here. We are back for another episode of the Coaching Confidence Podcast. And today, I have a very, very special guest. Um, This is someone who is a little bit different to people that we've had on the past, actually. Um, Someone who is a multiple business owner, an individual that is um, very accomplished in in their respective field. And they're just. we're going to have a little bit of a chat more about business, um, about marketing and the show. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be some conversation about Too Hot to Handle, but I think that this conversation is one which is going to be very entertaining, very insightful, and um, one which I think you're very much going to enjoy. So without any further ado, um, I'm going to introduce the next guest. But before I do that, I just want to remind you guys, as always, please be a legend and leave an amazing review for me. Uh, It does help. And uh, let's just try and reach this. You know, if you enjoy it, please share it on your social media channels. I'd, I'd very much appreciate that. You bunch of legends. Okay, so here we have the CEO of Sovereign Brands and my good friend now, Brett Berish. Enjoy.
1: I am so, I am so excited to talk to you.
0: Mate, I'm excited to talk to you as well. I'm so sorry about those technical issues. I don't know what was going on. No, I could... no, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm. I, I, it's only one o'clock in the afternoon, and I've been drinking for the past hour, so I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel good right now. Are you in London? Yes, I'm in London. It's it's the evening here, so um, it's just after seven o'clock at night, and the sun is kind of starting to slowly set, and it's, it's very much uh, the right time for a beverage, that's for sure.
1: Are are you getting, I hate to say it, but I know the UK is on lockdown, but you're not getting out at all, right? It's,
0: it's very confined. So we can go to the shops and get food and and stuff and we can get medicine and things like that. But you're not really supposed to be meeting friends. You're not really supposed to be seeing family or anything like that. Like all of the shops apart from the food shops are shut. So it's very much locked down. How's things over there? I tell everybody that I know in the U.S., we've
1: got a good right now because it's actually still quite open, which is surprising. But l- let's let's take a step back. First, for your audience um, to know who the fuck I am, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Brett Barish. I own a bunch of brands in the liquor and wine space. So I own, uh, I own this thing, which is called Bel Air, which, David,
0: I, I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I've got a couple it, bottles in the cupboard. There you go, which is... Uh, which
1: is in about 100 countries. It's the fastest-growing sparkling in the world. I own this brand. Hopefully, you got this one, David, which is called Bamboo.
0: That is the one that I'm... Uh...
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me cheers you, Bamboo, which yeah. is the, the number one already. rum in the world. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Mm. Um,
0: for having me I it. own this thing, which is
1: McQueen, uh, and the Violet Fog, which is a gin.
0: Yeah, that one looks good. Um,
1: my past friends, David, I don't know if you know uh, Ace of Spades.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, Ace okay. of
1: Spades, and then I have a cognac that uh, sold a long time ago called Duce. So, a whole bunch of brands. But um, uh, fortunately for me, I get to talk to really cool people. Um, but whether it's uh, icons like uh, like a Rick Ross or a Nipsey Hussle, or uh, up and coming artists who are now huge like Post Malone. Uh, to sports people like Deontay Wilder, who we lost who we yeah. lost in the last bout to Tyson Fury. Um, uh, but I'm giddy. I'm freaking excited to talk to you. If Ed Sheeran wanted to call me right now, I'd say, fuck you, Ed. I want to talk to David. <laughs> and part of me, I swear, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding. Part of me hates it. I was never into, I've never watched a reality show in my life, ever. Real Housewives or Big Brother or... Uh, or the the contestant shows and uh, it's the strangest thing you're the first show i've watched and it's like i want to find people to talk about the show which is just the weirdest thing can can you relate to someone like me
0: yeah mate completely like i'm not a reality show guy like i don't watch reality tv So like I'm very very similar to you in that I don't um, you know I I don't watch Desperate Housewives or reality I I don't even know what they're called the shows to be honest it's not really the kind of content that I personally like to consume you know I'm very much about kind of like how can I learn more about stuff you know it's it's how can I develop connections relationships how can I like kind of gain something from it and like a lot of reality shows are kind of a bit more mind numbing rather than enlightening
1: so why did you why did you why did you offer yourself up for this show
0: a couple of reasons like so i didn't really know the premise i didn't know what it was right like when when we got told we got told what the 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 switch was when when you guys saw it like that was the first show so before then for me the main thing was like this is going to be a fun story to tell my friends first and foremost yeah. like this is this is a story this is an opportunity it's it's one of those things that like comes up and you don't really know what's gonna happen, but it's it could be a story to tell your mates or your kids in the future. That was the or first no
1: one thing. could ever see it. Or or no one could
0: ever see it. Yeah, exactly. But like even if no one saw it, then I could still be like, yeah, I did this thing and like this is what happened. And like it's something that you could sit around a campfire or at the bar and chat with your friends and kind of like reminisce on good times. Sure. So that was kind of the first thing that kind of got me interested but then the second thing was when I started to see the the companies that were working on this, like the production company Talkback um, here in the UK, Fremantle was another one. Like they're a very successful um, television production company here in the UK. And then when I figured out it was going to be on Netflix, I was like, okay.
1: Was understand. it already was it already booked on Netflix even before it was filmed?
0: yeah it was but they didn't tell us like we didn't we didn't know it was very much hush hush like there was a lot of of secrecy around the details so
1: so what i read is and again i can't stand the fact that i'm so into this it's so weird but what i what i read was you had to submit like a number of pictures of yourself and tell us sell yourself tell a story is that true
0: it it was I'm trying to think back because my my like audition process was a long time ago. Like for me, it was October 18, and no. yeah, long time ago. When did they When did they film? Um, this time last year. So it was. It was. Uh, so it's April. been sitting.
1: It's been sitting around for a long time.
0: Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, they wanted. To, obviously, they wanted to make sure that everything kind of released at the right time and the edit was really important to get that right too so they put a lot of love and attention into it but so like the the application process like they found me on instagram that was the first thing so
1: so you didn't you didn't contact them
0: no come on no like i had no idea i just got a, a message off um one of the casting girls one day she just said hey david we love your profile um uh, we love what you're doing we're making this new show would you be up for a chat and that was it man it was a case of like having this conversation and uh yeah so we kind of um i think it was they see they saw what i looked like first off on my social media but then after that yeah there was like three or four um kind of interviews you know why I had to kind of like before you
1: sell yourself.
0: Basically, is so, so, it interview like so, for a job? Effectively,
1: so I'm curious: is your persona is your persona in real life the persona we saw in the show?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Do
1: so. you think it's the same with everyone else? <sighs> uh,
0: I think that there's some embellishment in certain areas yep. you know like it's it's magnified um most people are real though like that was the thing that made the show good is that people were authentic so you yep. have the like all the all the kind of relationships were, were pretty much real and authentic and there was no kind of playing up that much i think you know some people kind of enjoyed being on camera and you could see that um but majority because i could
1: see i I, I could see going on a show and again for those people who are, you know who love reality tv and who want to be in it i could see like okay i'm going to go in with this persona this is i'm going to be the badass i'm going to be the guy who's a disruptor i'm going to love everybody like what was your view of what you want to sell on the show
0: well i think that i kind of i went into it with the mindset of just be you like it was there was not really like a try and be anything it was just I just wanted to be the person that basically my parents would be proud of right like I knew that my family would watch it I hate you
1: you know (laughs) I I just so I called uh, so I'll I'll give a shout out to my daughter Madison who's 20 who's watching this and oh god I called her uh, we FaceTimed and I said uh, I'm going to be interviewing David from a show called Too Hot to Handle and every freaking time I mention your name to some girl, their voice picks up like five notches. <laughs> and they're literally like, oh, my God, I love him. Oh, my God, he's my <laughs> favorite. Oh, my God, he's so sweet. And nice. Like, everybody, do you get that now? Everybody just is in awe of you?
0: Um, there's been a lot of really positive comments, that's for sure. Like, people are very sweet, very generous. And uh, it's it's been quite overwhelming, the positivity, to be honest, yeah. D- did uh um sorry about your daughter d- d- by the so, way I'm sorry yeah, I'm know, sorry right? about that
1: I, literally she's like can you introduce me but can I And I'm like no no no, no stay
0: home
1: <laughs> um, but she is watching but but uh, um so for those people watching take Instagram before this what was your Instagram following at before uh, it was released
0: yeah before the show it was like twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, 25,000 something like that
1: and then we what was literally when it's when the show is out that first day, what happened
0: for you? On on that day, the main thing that happened was that everyone that had my phone number was messaging me. So like Did they did they know that you were on this show? No, did you tell anybody? No, not at all. So like we have so cool. like very much kept it a secret. Like only a couple of my closest friends and family knew. And so as soon as it came out and people started to see it, it like, you know, it's like wildfire. People spread it, like gets sent to the WhatsApp groups that I'm in and like friends are sending it to other friends. And so like my phone just exploded. I'm surprised it could even take that many messages because literally like people I went to school with are messaging me and like old bosses and like colleagues and friends and old girlfriends and everyone is kind of like, oh my God, I've just seen this thing on Netflix. And so it very much like erupted. That was the main thing that happened that day. Um so like what
1: did what did Instagram go to in like the first day?
0: It only went up by about twenty thousand. so I think and then it, what I think it went to like on the first day it was like twenty thousand it went up by and then the next day it went up by like forty thousand. and I think the day after that it went up by like eighty thousand. then it peaked. It went up one day by a hundred thousand people, and then kind of like since then it's kind of like like tapered off slowly, but. I, it's still going up by about 30,000 a day at the moment so Are it's you still uh, mate blown away like it's only so, been out I'm, for two and a half weeks so
1: so um and and we'll get into the self-made side of why I get to talk to people but um and I want to know about your business and I want you to personally start training me at home and see if you can help me with my gut to look like you i've got you mate um, but and again we'll get into it but one of the big things is what do you like you gotta you gotta use all this. Yes. And this is your opportunity. Do you see that?
0: Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's really, really important that people watching see that actually, you know, followers and likes, they don't buy cars and houses. Yep. You you have to be I think there's this idea that if you get a lot of followers, then you will be rich. And that is not the case. Sure. Like, you have to have a skill or you have to provide a service and you have to provide a product you have to have something of value, that value. exactly that's exactly yep. it and you know it's interesting because i've been having conversations with people around um how my following has grown but they seem to just fixate only on that number they only fix, yep. they only like oh my god it's, it's almost at a million now and you're like well That is amazing that there's so many people out there that are interested in me as a person. But I think that if you attribute your worth or your value to a number like that, then you're missing so much because actually you're, as a person, it's not dictated by that number. And also to be successful, you're not successful if you have a million followers. You know, for me, my personal success is completely unrelated.
1: Do, um and uh, let's get into that from from your perspective being a coach are you coaching yourself in the sense of what you believe in right now
0: yeah to a degree because i i feel like i have to keep myself in check right yeah. like it's very important to be the same guy that i have been and not and and just keep myself focused on what is important so like for me sure the thing that is like my driving force, my why and the thing that really like moves me is to help people live longer, healthier, happier lives. Right. And yeah. like, it's important for me to have the healthy and happy because like enjoying a nice rum makes me happy. You know, like having a great conversation with you makes me happy. And so like so, so do you, out
1: of all the contestants, do you think you're most like Lana?
0: <laughs> uh, at the moment, I'm in lockdown. No, really. Like, really no, no, no. No,
1: well, but, so, no, but she, again, she's all about advice and trying to better the person and trying to better the couple. That's what you're basically saying, right?
0: I suppose so to a degree because, I mean, I've been a coach for like 10 years, so I'm very much like in a specific area, in like health and fitness and wellness. Like, Sure. Yeah. Like I suppose I would be the equivalent of Lana in another environment. Uh, so so. <laughs>
1: So l- 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 I have to, again, it's so weird for me to ask such curious questions about the show, but I have to ask some things. Please. So, so one thing, cause I'm, I'm, I'm from uh, the i S I'm from Chicago, but I have to get the banter down for a second. Yeah. So Chloe keeps talking about, she wants a geezer. What the hell's a geezer?
0: So a geezer, it's, um, kind of, it's hard to put exactly a, like a definition, but a geezer is a, is a, Generally, like a working class male from from okay. England, they um, typically kind of like South London, Southeast London, bit of a geezer, talk about, talk about things like this, kind of maybe into football a little bit, you know, a bit of a geezer, a bit of a lad, you know, a bit hard. They're the kind of guy that you don't want to fuck with in the pub. You know what I mean?
1: Is there such a thing as a, a female geezer?
0: They... Like, you could have a female that had those characteristics, but you wouldn't really... You would refer to it as that. No, you wouldn't call nah, a nah. woman a geezer. A geezer right. is a male term. So,
1: Tory used this... He used a line called, I can't be arsed. Yeah. What does
0: that mean?
1: <laughs> can't what be, does that mean?
0: Can't be bothered. Arsed means bothered. You, you don't want to do it. You, you, like, doesn't want to put in the effort. I can't be bothered. Okay. I can't be arsed. I don't want to do so, it. No.
1: So it looked like on the show, you got along really well with, with uh, Sharon. Yeah, he's my boy. And at one point, Chloe called him when she first saw him a
0: donut. <laughs> Did she really? Which, That's funny.
1: Yeah, she, no, it was on the show. But, and I was surprised you didn't kind of lean in on that. It's like, why are you bringing that up? But when, when someone's referred to as a donut, what does that mean?
0: Um, well, it's nothing to do with their weight. It's not like a, it's not like calling someone fat or anything. A donut, yeah, yeah. For me it might be slightly different with exactly Chloe's definition but um if I call someone a donut it means they're a little bit silly maybe they're a little bit stupid or they're kind of yeah 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 but it's not uh it's not an offensive term it's just like yeah. a kind of playful oh, you are a bit of a donut like it's kind of All right. not a bad thing really
1: So um the fa- uh, did you watch the show since it's been out
0: Yes I did I watched it and I watched it over about five days. Like I didn't binge did watch you, it.
1: Did you watch it with anybody?
0: My sister. Okay. Yeah. She was intrigued. She was intrigued. Because was I was
1: it hard to watch yourself?
0: It, it wasn't it was it wasn't, it wasn't. Like because I've been doing social media for a few years, I'm so used to editing my own content and things like that. So I'm kind of used to seeing myself on camera and that bit wasn't weird i think the weird bit was like replaying the things that had happened a year ago and like yep. going through those things and kind of seeing them from a different perspective so
1: so so take me who's watching the show and when they introduce you the first thing you said was uh you know when I walk into a bar I just take off my shirt and that's when I get everybody. Like mm-hmm. exactly. Or is that what you do now? You're like what the fuck did
0: I say that? Ugh, mate, yeah. That so I I that was when we filmed that V T, that like intro bit, it was very much a kind of over exaggerated, hyped up. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it, yeah. I mean, I have done that in the past, not going to lie. Like I have done it, but <laughs> usually it's on holiday or it's like in a hot country or something like that. I wouldn't walk into a London bar and like take my shirt off. Though. <laughs> hey, j-
1: hey, just so we're clear, I Googled you and I sort of got 90% of the pictures that are out there you had no
0: clothes on. So. Yeah, I don't know why. That's, a, that's yeah. weird. There's this. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: it, it, you gotta you gotta leverage it. You
0: gotta leverage it. I right? mean, so. yeah, I've worked really hard on my on my body, and it it does. Some people like it, so fuck it. Why not?
1: That's good. No, it's it's important. It's it's part of you. So so when I talk to my daughter Madison and and a lot of people about you, they all say the same thing with respect to Rhonda. They all wish you were with her. Oh. Do
0: you get a lot of nets? I have had a few people say, yeah, like I spoke to, actually we spoke to Rhonda earlier on the phone. We had a little chat, a nice little catch up. Um, Yeah. Like Rhonda is so sweet. She's so wonderful. She's so beautiful. Um, And like, we did have a really nice chemistry and like, we flirted a lot and there was definitely like a connection there, but um, you know, what happened happened and it, 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 I don't. I feel it like,
1: as a fan of you, David. I think the only mistake you made is you were second. You got there second. That's it. <laughs> At least in the no. show. Yeah. In the show, sure, I got there first, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, in it was it was very close, and um, I just wasn't quite as um, aggressive in that environment. You know, like yeah. there was earlier opportunities which I could have taken. But I chose not to. And I think Are you, that, that was it. Have you,
1: given the time lag of when the show was actually
0: released, did you stay in touch with everybody during that time? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've been in touch Who, the whole time.
1: Who's your closest male on the show?
0: Um, closest male these days is probably Matt or Harry or Bryce. Wow. Which is interesting. Really? Yeah, like... Sharon and I are really, really close. We were on the show, but then we kind of have drifted apart out of the, you know, since filming. He, he's not the best person with his bone. It's been hard to stay in touch, which is a real shame. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, I speak to Bryce a lot, Harry and, and Matt speak to them all, which is which is pretty cool. But the interesting thing is that the, the person that I'm actually probably closest with out of everyone is Nicole. Wow what really yeah like she she lives she lives very close to me so like we've been able to hang out a lot since filming and she's literally like one of my closest friends now
1: well I, on, a, on a personal note i was pissed when Haley left
0: <laughs> tell me why I, why 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 I, I,
1: I think I don't know something about a Haley and a Madison and a Tory kind of giving angst to the situation
0: <laughs> is a positive.
1: But what they all had in common is no one they didn't hook up with anybody. No one they no. didn't get a match, so they're pissed. But but Haley, you know, I don't know. She just made it interesting. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. That it provided a, a contrast. Haley, yeah. Haley ha- had a, an edge to her, and yeah. um, there was definitely because. It being being in there when she was there, her and Francesca were very close, and um, there was definitely a, a division in the group. But it's interesting because literally, as soon as Haley left, it was like this air of negativity had just like vanished, it's gone, yeah. And then yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. stopped talking about her, and then the conversations changed.
1: Who are you closest with on the girl side?
0: Um, now it's Nicole, like Nicole and I are really close. Um, obviously, Lydia. And I have stayed in touch. I mean, I'm close with all of them. Rhonda, obviously, very close with her too. So it's it's kind of like I see Nicole the most. We hang out a lot, um, and I I speak to to Rhonda probably on FaceTime.
1: Have you guys? I, I heard a rumor that there's going to be a, uh, a get together of all the cast. Has that happened or not yet?
0: There is a there's a, a new episode on Netflix this Friday. Oh wow, yeah,' so filmed it, It's been done in lockdown, so it's a kind of um it's a reunion style show from like through Zoom? lockdown kind of yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Have you guys prior to the show or actually since the show's been released and before Netflix did this extra piece, did you guys all get on a call together or no, not at all.
0: We haven't all been on a call. Um, but like there's been times when I've been able to link up with them on like smaller groups. Um, but I did actually like, since we filmed last July, me and Kels and Lydia flew over to America and we went and hung out with some of the cast. So like, um, Kels, Matt, Bryce and I went to Vegas for a few days and like had a great time there. Stayed at the Aria, which is just a wonderful hotel. And um, and then yeah, we stayed in LA for like a week and just like hung out and and it was. Don't,
1: don't you personally? I think it's kind of cool the fact that that all took place before the show was successful, and you guys actually. I don't think anybody would appreciate the fact that you guys stayed in touch and that that
0: were Yeah, it's mate. It, honestly, it was really nice. Like, I wasn't anticipating that going into that environment that I would come out with a group of good friends. Yeah, You know, I, I thought it would be a little bit frictious maybe and that maybe you like click with one person. But actually, the group as a whole, it's like probably 80% really close. And you've got some yeah. outliers, you know, you've got some people that maybe don't get along. I think there's some like beef at the moment between Francesca and Chloe for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but then the majority of the group are really tight
1: so so i got a great question for my daughter she she wants to know who if there was a if there was a reality show too hot to handle smart who'd (laughs) win between
0: Haley, chloe and tory so like who's the dumbest (laughs) (laughs) i said smartest (laughs) (laughs) who's the smartest out of those three is i would i think chloe like chloe is smarter than she lets on yeah like there's I, i started to pick up on it after a couple of weeks where she would say stuff and i'd like look at her and think that's far too intelligent a thing for you to say when you say other dumb shit like you say some really stupid shit that's far too smart for you so like this one like i think the dumb shit is a little bit of an act maybe um so i think that chloe's the smartest hayley just doesn't care that's- yeah are you
1: so in terms of now fans where are your, most of your fans coming from fans of the show fans of you
0: um the states primarily yeah Wow. we've got a really good engaged group of fans from 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 America um interestingly uh, big in Brazil and Canada as well so like a lot of a lot of the stateside and american people and um then obviously UK is probably my next demographic but there's like honestly it's crazy we got people all over the place like i get messages from people in korea japan australia south africa that's awesome man that's worldwide it's mental
1: so last question before we get into you because i'm all curious is i i I read that you had not spent the money yet is that true
0: yeah no it's currently sat in my bank account um what are you gonna do honestly i don't know did they give you a
1: check wait did they give you a check or did they wire it what they
0: do yeah they wired it so it's like just gone straight in no problems everything's been sweet um so that's, it's that's gotta, cleared yeah. It's
1: got a means it's gotta mean like you gotta do something to make it meaningful for you. you
0: know? Right. This is what I've been thinking. I think that I think probably I'm gonna spend most of it going back to America and seeing the boys and going on like a big party weekend, maybe, or just like having a good experience, maybe doing like a helicopter trip down the uh the the the, the Grand Canyon, like something that's kind of like a awesome thing. You know, like that's what I'm thinking.
1: So, so let's get into you now. Um, David, uh, as I said, I get to do this, we started this series and it's, it's called self-made and, it, and it's this idea and it, it comes back to this brand as an example where to me, every time someone holds the bottle or drinks out of the bottle, any of the bottles, it shows a sign of, I've achieved something. I've done something. I've made it, um, for you. I, I, I um, Uh, you've been you've started two businesses you're doing your own thing what is what does self-made mean?
0: That's a really great question so self-made to me is independence effectively it is putting all your effort into something and not and basically not not having to need someone to rely on someone else to be able to make something happen so you know like i i get a big work ethic from my parents you know like both of them work very very hard um always out working late and that is something that i take into my life now so that i just i guess i just never want someone to say to me like you should have tried harder you know and so like self-made it, it's 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 just being able to craft your own journey and being able to take inspiration from different places and being able to create something for me, it's about creating something and creating a community and in empowering other people to basically better themselves. So self-made it's, it's a case of, I don't want to be like limited by the constraints of an organization. I want to be free to, to go in a, this direction and then go in this direction and then go in this direction and kind of be able to craft my life because I kind of feel like, yeah you know, obviously we only have one life and it's, uh, it's up to us to decide how we live it and what you do with it. And for me, creating my companies has been an expression of myself as an individual and putting in like the values and beliefs that I have into that. That's probably it, man.
1: So so if you're telling, to be, telling anybody in any industry, any field, anybody up and coming, anybody wants to be in a reality show, making that leap to do it on your own, what do you tell them? Like, what was it for you that, that allowed you to say, you know what, I'm going to go do this?
0: I think it was, I've always had this this thought in my head that I can achieve as long as I put my mind to it. So as long as I apply myself, right, and I think that that's the main thing. I I don't limit my own beliefs. I don't limit what I feel I can achieve. I basically feel like if I want to do something, if I put the effort in, I'll be able to achieve it. And I think that's possibly something that my parents instilled into me as well is this self-belief that you just have to work really hard and be able to ask the right questions. So. For people out there i think if you if you want to create something for yourself the important thing is that you've got to dream big and you've got to have so much self-belief because no one is going to believe in you as much as you believe in you you need to believe you need to be the person driving this forward and you've got to be relentless and you have got to go 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 because it's much harder than anyone else makes it think makes you think it is like starting a business of any kind you will have setbacks you'll have things that you put money into that you shouldn't have put money into <laughs> like you'll have it be appear from the outside like it's easy and on the inside it's really hard it's
1: not so take take it's a great segue take this environment with covid and everything else how do you how do you get through what you're dealing with as a personal trainer or through endeavor or anything else how do you how do you motivate yourself
0: Yeah. The motivation has been a really interesting one. I think that I'm learning a lot about who I am as an individual by this situation because I'm, I'm an extroverted personality type, right? So I really flourish by being around other people. Like put me in a big group of people. I am like, I just fire on another level. And so at the moment, because I, I can't do that. I get these like kind of plateaus of energy and like dips and stuff. And I've definitely noticed, I'm like, this is this is a challenging time for me as, a, as an individual. But I think that in order to continue moving forward, for me, it's about instilling habits that make it easy to do stuff when you're not motivated. You know, like instilling habits that make everything easy. So um, training is a really simple example. Like if you can make the barrier to do it lower then you're much more likely to do it and it's the same in business like segmenting your time so that you know okay i've got this amount of time to get this bit done got this amount of time to get this bit done i've got to get this done by this this point cuz then i can move on to the next thing and so even though your motivation might not be there when you have the habits that make it easy i think that's one of the key things to be able to doing it on a day to day basis however i think that right now being that we're in such an uncertain time the most powerful thing that people can do is actually just live fully in the day fully in mm-hmm. the present like you can try and plan for every eventuality and obviously if you've got a big business and obviously for someone like yourself if the bars are closed then you have to plan for that and you have to correct take those things into mm-hmm. consideration but as an individual it can be um you know maybe quite anxiety inducing Or even there can be some depressive thoughts if you're thinking about too much in the future. If you just think, "Hey, what if I got to get done today?" Then your mind can can narrow its focus onto the one thing that's the most important thing, and therefore you become more efficient and effective at doing that thing. You know when So uh, uh, do do you
1: again being a you to me you sound there's 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 the. uh, I say this: a personal trainer you assume is somebody who's training you physically, but what you're also referring to is the mental aspect of everything. Yeah, where do you fall? Where do you fall in your kind of guidance for others?
0: So I generally, well, I call myself a coach. That's the, and and it was very much personal training initially, but it's, over the years, kind of expanded. So now it's it's interesting because you start to see how so many different aspects of life are governed by your headspace. And um, the thing that I loved about fitness was the fact that when I would train someone, they would become more self-confident, they would have more self-belief, their comfort zone would grow bigger, they would feel more comfortable being uncomfortable, and these would have like huge knock-on effects to the other areas of their life. So I kind of took that. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. So this is the thing. That's the thing that I actually like. The thing I like is seeing people better themselves in their life, right? So I was like, cool, well, let's, let's run with this and do some reading, listen to podcasts, re- reach out to coaches, understand those, those um, things in more detail. And then I can start to actually put it out there for other people to see. So, across social media now, it's very much a thing that I try not to just talk about fitness, but talking about life and and your mindset as well. But the important thing that I try to distinguish is that I don't really want to give people uh, (laughs) how do I say it? I don't want to give people just generic one line motivational. Things because I think it's bullshit most of the time. Mm -hmm. You see these PTs regurgitating one line quotes from somewhere they read, and it's not something that truly is them. They're just chatting shit because they think it's they they think that's what they should be putting out. So I just basically talk about my personal experience and share things from that side of things, and then people can kind of either it resonates with them and they can um, understand it, and they can maybe. Take that information into their own life or they go okay cool I just learned something about David
1: and I, I find it interesting because from my perspective uh and I, I I agree with you with respect to what self-made is and it's the idea of doing it you know it's yourself it's making your decisions um uh I think in this environment I hate giving advice because I I'm giving advice. To somebody else is. They got to. They need to make their own mistakes and their own trials. But you're in this unique situation where, you know, your show and Tiger King are the two most talked about things right now on Netflix. Yeah. So you're in a unique position in the worst environment to create opportunity, which I think is amazing. Like this is the time to take advantage of an opportunity. If you're, if you're making freaking toilet paper, you're making you know, a hand sanitizer, God bless you. Do you see that as like right now your fans are, are this, is, this is your opportunity. Do you see that?
0: Yeah, I am, I'm very aware that right now we have uh, an engaged group of people that maybe would not be necessarily as engaged because the world is basically slowed down people aren't at work really and everyone's at home and they want something to to release release. exactly so the show is a fantastic way for people to do that um it's a great way for people to kind of kill some time and enjoy some stuff and talk about things and like question maybe some of the things that are going on in their life and i think that's the cool bit is that because the show had a positive message it's given people maybe the conversation that they're like oh am i Could there be some things I'm doing in my life that I could be doing better? And, you know, we're now in this lockdown situation where people may be questioning what their relationships really are like. And if there are ones that they could be improving, could they be talking to their parents more often? Could they be like showing more gratitude to their spouse and their partner? And, you know, it's a testing time at the moment. But for me, I'm aware that I want to basically, the show is the preview. Right. So, like, the way I see this is like the show is the preview. People watch the show and they go, Oh, Dave seems kind of cool. I'm going to check him out on Instagram. And then, this like Instagram and us doing this conversation and like my YouTube channel is the main event. That's where people can really gain information and like can become part of a community of people that all want a similar thing. Like, they all want to be loved. They all want to be healthy. They all want to be fit and they all want to have a great time in life. And, like, That's why I'm like, cool, let's let's build this community of people, because really, I think we all want to be part of something. We all want to be surrounded by like minded individuals. And that's what right now I'm trying to to help give people an opportunity to be part of something.
1: And um, I think that's motivating. And uh, I think the way we treat it, and even in my business, in my world, if I take Bel Air, our, our sparkling, we have more followers on all our sites uh, for a brand, which is strange. It's like over a million followers. And it's not the fact that we're trying to get followers. is it something that we're connecting with people. And the, then the goal is, from my perspective, I just want to show love back. I want to support them. So I was interviewing... His name is uh, Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod, which yeah. is one of the biggest skateboard icons in in, in, in the world. His dad was a huge uh, uh, actor, comedian. But one of the things he said to me yesterday, said yesterday two days ago, was the, his dad taught him to connect with your fans. Because if you connect with your fans, you're creating this... Uh, this world that they appreciate and you appreciate. And I think that's your opportunity right now is what do you do with 800,000 people? You know, what do you do with 900,000 people? How do you, how do you make them, how do you change them and change their world so that you make them better and and you better? Yeah. Do do you see the same thing?
0: I do completely. And actually I think that it is, um, you know, the fact that we're having this conversation, it shows how committed you are. As a CEO, to connecting with with people like this shows this is evident as to why uh, Bel Air has grown so much and your social channels have grown so much because you are reaching out and you're you're giving people information and um, entertainment and that is building this community of people which are engaging with your brand and yeah, I, I, that's what I'm trying to do too. Yeah,
1: I think again, I I like. It's a funny thing, because I respect you. Uh, I, part of me hates you because you're so fucking good-looking, and you seem <laughs> like a really nice guy, which is even worse. Sorry. So You're with my friend Omar. Uh, my friend Omar and I would, like, I, I would if, if my friend Omar was friends with you, I'd tell him, don't be friends with him. He's too nice and too good-looking. He'll never hurt girls because you're around him. But but you're the example of... of Uh, Someone I would want to work with because it's about the hard work. It's about that's gonna make you successful. Yeah. Um, It's nothing else. Even if the show didn't exist, you'd still be successful. If the show didn't Uh, exist, I'd be doing the
0: same thing. That's the if the show didn't exist, I'd be doing the exact same thing. You know, like that's that's the truth of it. Is like, and this is something which I was having a conversation with. Um, a client of mine the other day very successful man and we were talking about my situation and about business and he was like you know there's so many people out there who are bad role models because they are basically showing that life is easy and when it's easy you can make loads of money and it's like perfect and so many people are starting to believe that is the case And it is not like life isn't easy, it is hard, and you have to work and you have to graft and you have to continually try and innovate and change and grow and evolve and adapt and reach out to people and take risks. And all of these things are essential to gain any kind of success, like, it doesn't just happen, you have to do the work. And that is something which I had this conversation with him, and I was like, Yes, and like he was like, you're kind of the worst, you're the worst. And also you are kind of the best of the worst. Cause he's like, you're one of them. Cause you did the show, but you're also kind of like preaching the right message. So, he, you know, he was kind of torn. <laughs> but I,
1: again, but I think, I think where he's torn is you're being authentic, which makes it difficult, you know, yeah. because you see what a lot of the reality is. How do you, at this point, I'm hoping you're getting offers and I'm hoping people are inquiring about you. How do you decide what's, either how do you decide what makes sense for you to pursue or what sense what makes sense for you not to pursue how do you make those decisions
0: well i think that i'm looking at myself as you would with any brand so i have a i have a goal of what it is that i want to achieve and then i have my my image and my brand as an individual and the things that i stand for as a person and so when opportunities come my way it's very much a case of putting that opportunity through the lens through the lens of does this align with this person who I actually am does it have my values does this company share my values are they trying to get the right thing are they authentic are they real are they passionate um and then I kind of go okay cool well if that ticks the box then the next thing is okay is does it align with where we're going you know and, and and so there's been we we is who we is me and my my brands and my business and those those kind of things because i'm associated with um a couple of businesses other companies that i don't own any part of but i'm associated associated with them like is it the right thing for me to do something with another brand or is that going to conflict with somebody i'm already working with so I think it's the same for, for you, like when you're reaching out to people, you're thinking to yourself, okay, does, is this someone that reflects the brands that I own, that I want to put my name next to? Those are the kind of things I, I basically just do the exact same thing.
1: I think if, if you ask, I think for me it's um, it's just it's the work ethic. That's it, because I'm I'm a fundamental believer in the harder you work, you're going to get there. If luck comes your way, if a show happens, yeah, that is in the middle of a coronavirus oh. and <laughs> yeah. the whole world's going to watch. That's God luck. bless, yeah. You know, but without it, i just, as long as I'm happy, as long as I'm doing what I like, I'll get there. So before we go, David. Three give me three tips you'd say to all those, you know, whether it's fitness instructors, whether it's coaches out there, did you give advice if you if you needed to give advice to them, what would you tell them right now?
0: Um okay, so if we're talking specifically about coaching, although it probably would apply to everyone, you've got to know the thing that you're talking about inside and out. Like you have to be very smart, very educated about what it is um the whole fake it till you make it not a real thing uh very much know what you're talking about that would be my first one Um, the second one would be you have to have a unique aspect you have to have a usp what differentiates you from other people and you could combine that with your your passion or your specific area of interest but you have to effectively have something unique about you that people are going to buy into and that's that that's going to really really help you to move forward and then the third thing and i think this is something which i neglected when i was younger is that it's you can't just have a usp and be educated you have to be someone or a brand that someone would want to hang out with you have yeah. to be an enjoyable person to be around you have to actually be like you have to be liked You know, and that's something that I think is missed a lot of the time, especially for PTs. You know, PTs are kind of given the information, they're not really given any tools on brand or how to grow or anything like that, even the business skills at all. But like, if you have a lot of information, if you have a unique thing about you, and if people like you, then that will help you in a big, big way.
1: I, I, again, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate this call. Um, I learn from everybody I talk to like yourself, you're an inspiration. Um, I will promote the shit out of you with everybody I talk to. Uh, that's my goal. I, I like to do everything I possibly can. If you can help me reduce, uh, uh when i got down below no,
0: uh, i got god you bless. i got you Don't uh, worry about it, <laughs> it uh, uh
1: i want as many uh, shirtless photos as i see on on google right now oh god um but god bless you man you're doing it and i'm uh i'm thrilled to have met you and i hope you parlay this and do something huge which is happening so Thanks, and what's, what's amazing is i will say it's crazy, but in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, people are going to remember you and remember your show because it happened during the situation. And that's epic in a way. You gave people a release, which is, which is uh, I think it's inspiring. Um, mm-hmm. No pressure, no
0: pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> strong, cheers. strong point, uh, mate. Cheers, yeah.
1: and I, I look forward to seeing you in London. We'll meet and have a drink at the Children or some fun place, uh, all
0: right? I would love to, yes. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers, David. Take care. Stay healthy, okay?
0: Cheers, man. And you. Take
1: care. Thank you. Thank you.